You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. Our podcast exists to equip leaders and everyday Christians to host the presence of God because we believe God's presence changes everything. I'm your host, Matthew Lilly. Thanks so much for joining us today on episode number four, where we're going to talk about the global prayer movement. Today's going to be a little bit different because I've got a recording I'm going to share with you of a teaching that I gave at the School of Revival, which is a local ministry school here in Durham, North Carolina. It's a little snippet of my teaching on the global prayer movement. I want to share this with you because I'm so excited about what God's doing in the global prayer movement right now. I believe what what I call the modern day prayer movement, which has been going for about 20 years now since the turn of the century, is entering into a new era. And I'm going to share some about that in future episodes, some of the new, fresh things that God's doing in the global prayer movement. But first, I want to give you an intro because some of you may not even be aware of what's going on. Some of you need to be reminded of what God's doing and what He has done over the last 20 years as an encouragement to you. So I'm going to share this clip with you today uh, to begin a series of episodes about the global prayer movement and what God has done and what He's going to be doing in the future. Before I share the clip, real quick, I just want to encourage you as always, please subscribe to the podcast. You can also visit our podcast home at podcast.presencepioneers.org. On the website there, you can view the previous episodes. We give you all the subscription options, email, which is the best way in my opinion. You can subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all of that. You can uh, download PDF notes, all my notes from the teachings uh, from most of the episodes there on the website. You can leave a comment, you can send some feedback, and also you can make a donation to our ministry to help support the podcast as well if you'd like to do that. So thanks so much for sharing, subscribing to the podcast. Really appreciate it. So without further ado, here is my talk on the global prayer movement. This is going to be like big picture, epic, global kind of stuff right here. Okay, so before you totally disconnect and like what's this is totally irrelevant to my life. Um, What's the point of this? Um, This is very important. And I've found in my life, uh, you know, when I'm trying to engage in prayer, you know, for example, I, I use this example Monday night, too. But so the burning room on Thursday mornings. A lot of times it's Jeremy and myself and a guy named Tim. And we sit in this room, we get here at 9 a.m., and it's the three of us, and we pray. And last week, Jeremy was out of town, so it was, it was me and Tim, and it was rainy. And I'm getting here at 8.30, and it's rainy, and I'm unlocking the, the room, and I'm coming in. And, and Tim's been playing guitar maybe eight or nine months, so he, he's not that experienced. So he's playing his two chords he knows, his G and his C chord. And I'm sitting in the room in here with them. And in those moments, it's very easy for me to go, what on earth am I doing right now? And, oh yeah. You have, I'm sorry, did I say Tuesday? I meant Thursday mornings. So thir- thir- Thursday mornings. Yeah, Thursday mornings. Yeah, so I go, what am I doing? And 
it helps me in the in those moments to know that our little prayers from this room in Raleigh Durham are joining with a global chorus of songs and prayers and incense that's rising from millions of people all over the world. That really helps me. So I think about like a puzzle piece. You know, you take one little piece of a puzzle and you look at it and you go, oh, well, there's a little green splotch and a little line here. And, you know, you can't, it doesn't really look like much by itself. But when you see the big picture and you see the puzzle, you, you go, wow, this is a part of this big, beautiful thing. And so we have our little part, you know, we have our little puzzle piece to play. And we might look at it and say, what am I doing? I'm sitting in my room and I'm talking to God. This is like, what am I doing right now? But it helps me in those moments to go, no, this, my little puzzle piece is a part of this massive, big thing that God is doing. <clears throat> and so that's why I'm sharing kind of the big picture. Um, so you guys seen the, uh, or know the story, Horton Hears a Who, the Dr. Seuss story. So there's like, there's this, at, towards the end of the story where it's like, they're trying to, they're on this little speck and they're trying to get loud enough that they can hear, hear, hear them on the spec. So they're all singing and shouting and making as much noise as they can. And it just takes that final voice that finally makes some noise that it busts through and they can finally hear. And so it's like, I think about that. It's like we, we're all these, we're making, we're, we're offering up our prayers to the Lord. We're lifting our voices. We're crying out for revival. We're, we're all doing our part. But it, who knows, maybe your voice or my voice is going to be that 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 final voice you know it breaks through so uh so there's there's a global prayer movement going on if you have not heard uh this is not a prophecy this is a news report there is a global prayer movement that's sweeping the earth it is historic it's never happened in christian history uh is it is a real phenomenon in the earth uh jesus said my house is will be a house of prayer and it, he's doing that. He's fulfilling what he said he would do. And so there's people all over the world that are crying out like never before. There's stadium prayer gatherings. There's prayer ministries. There's prayer networks. There's houses of prayer. There's people that are doing prayer full time. Thousands of missionaries, prayer missionaries, whose primary ministry is prayer. Thousands. And God's releasing funding and he's calling people into prayer. Uh, it's happening all over the world. There's not one ministry or one stream or one denomination or one movement. It's orchestrated really by the Holy Spirit. He's calling people to himself to be close to him, to commune with him and to be with him. And uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to even keep up with. So I'm going to kind of share like what's happening. But even what I share is like a limited perspective because it's really hard to know because it's not no one's officially tracking it. It's the Holy Spirit is calling His church all over the world to Himself to, to, to pray. And, uh, and so just trying to kind of, best I can see, here's some things that are going on. Um, so one of, the, one of the big things God's doing is He's calling people into this 24-7 prayer, day and night prayer. So there's these expressions and ministries of 24-7 prayer that are happening all over the world. And so uh, best, best we can tell, uh, according to Mike Bickle, in like the 1980s, there were about a dozen to 20 groups that were organized praying 24-7. Okay, so what that looked like at that point was somebody prays for an hour, then they call the next person that's on the list, and then they pray for an hour wherever they are. You know, it's not like a prayer room or a prayer, big prayer ministry. It's just like chains of prayer. So there's a couple groups that are organized praying 24-7. This is in the 1980s, maybe 20 groups or so, the best they can tell. And so... 
as of right now, uh, it's estimated that there's about 20,000 groups all over the world that are praying 24-7. So, um, I forgot about this. Hey, look, you guys. <laughs> the prayer phenomenon. There you are. Uh, all right. So from 20,000 to, from 20 to 20,000. That's in, that's insane. It's crazy. So, so think about it. Jesus died. He resurrected. Poured out spirit Pentecost. The church began. Okay. Throughout 2000 years or so of church history, there's a couple of groups that prayed day and night, 24 seven. You can, you can study the, uh, some of the, in the Catholic monasteries in the dark ages where they would gather around to do all night prayer, prayer things. The Moravians, uh, in Herrenhut, Germany in the 1700s, they did a hundred years of 24-7 prayer in their chapel, in their community there. Um, it led to a massive missions movement. The Wesleys got saved through the Moravians, which led to United Methodists and the Great Awakenings and all that. So the Moravians were kind of like a, a thing that you can, you can see throughout history, but there's only a couple of groups throughout all of Christian history that were doing 24-7 prayer, and like they do it for a while, and then we don't know of anybody else that would do it for a while. And so for, from, you know, 30 A.D. to the 1980s, we went from zero to 20, right? <laughs> zero groups to 20 groups praying 24-7. And from the 1980s to right now, we've gone from 20 to 20,000. Wow. Like, so I'm just, just trying to get you guys to see the, it's really insane what God's doing in terms of prayer. Um, and so this has never happened before. <laughs> true it's never it's never happened before so i mean you can't really over overstate it so 1999 was really a flashpoint moment for a lot of what's seemed like holy spirit was really orchestrating something significant in that time in terms of prayer um so there's a couple couple ministries that launched at that time one is ihop international house prayer in kansas city so they launched in may of 1999 uh, and by September, they were, they were going 24-7, and they've gone nonstop since then, almost 20 years now, 24-7 with music, live music, and prayer nonstop for 20 years, um, which is crazy. I don't know that there's, since maybe the time of David, if there's been a ministry that's had nonstop music and prayer for, for that long. So um, my slides are a little dated, which is why they're also not widescreen, because they're it's, a, it's an old presentation. but so. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way 
for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. It's actually not 18 years, it's 20 years that IHOP's been around as of this year. Hundreds of thousands of hours of prayer and worship. So this is, this is when it starts to get crazy, a little bit of history. So, so IHOP started in May of 1999 in Kansas City, a little in a trailer, a little group of people who said that we're going we're gonna, to you know, quit our jobs and, do the, and raise support and do this. And at the exact same time, a guy named Dick Eastman who now leads a missions uh, agency called Every Home for Christ in Colorado Springs, they broke ground on uh, what they were going to call the Jericho Center, which was going to be their main missions headquarters for this global missions organization. And their main objective for the building was to establish 24-7 prayer. So it was going to be a prayer center. So they, they literally break ground on the same day in Colorado Springs that IHOP starts in Kansas City. In May of 1999, they had no idea. So, and the, so they're breaking ground on a 24/7 building, same time a IHOP, which is going to become 24/7, is launching um, in Kansas City, which is crazy. Um, there's another movement called 24/7 Prayer that started in the UK. Uh, a guy named Pete Gregg was a youth pastor. Uh, they said we're going to take a room at our church, turn it into a prayer room for a week invite the church to sign up to come in one person at a time just come in for an hour pray take shifts and the whole week filled up well they started praying and holy spirit showed up in their prayer room and uh, people started getting touched and healed the word started spreading Um, people that weren't saved started showing up and get coming into the room and getting touched by god and coming to jesus and uh and so it started spreading. They didn't want to stop. They kept going. They kept filling the hours. The prayer room kept going. People from other cities started coming. And they went back to their cities and started their own prayer rooms. And now it's become a global movement where there's over 12,000 prayer rooms that they've tracked in 125 nations. Um, and so it accidentally started a 24-7 prayer movement. And so, so here's the crazy thing. The very first prayer room they started was in September of 1999, the same week that IHOP went 24-7. So IHOP started in May, and uh, same time Jericho Center was breaking ground, Colorado Springs in Kansas City. And then by September, IHOP had shifted to 24-7, and on the same week that they went 24-7, unbeknownst to them or these guys, there was another 24-7 movement being birthed in the UK at the exact same time. Um, so when I say it's a Holy Spirit orchestrated thing, you know, it really is. The, it, I mean, you can't make that kind of thing up. You know what I mean? Crazy. So I'm going to try to go quickly here. So just a couple of numbers. Uh, Luke 18 Project has tracked over 400 prayer rooms on college campuses over, in recent years. In Asia and in Africa, there's about 10,000 24-7 what they call walls of prayer, which are these prayer chains, groups of churches and communities who have committed to um, to pray 24-7. So um, it's blowing up in um, Asia and Africa. I had to include Burn 24-7 because that's the, the ministry that I'm a part of. So we have over 180 worship and prayer furnaces all over the world in six continents. 
um, which are hosting usually once a month, 12 to 24 hours of worship and prayer, sometimes more often than that. And uh, so we have furnaces in India, South Africa, Iraq, all across Europe, um, and all across America as well. So this has never happened before. (laughs) So this has never happened before. All right. um, Real quick, I'm going to read this quote to you. The recent trend of massive, oh, oh, real quick before I share this. Um, so in addition to this, this, I'm talking a lot about kind of the 24-7 prayer initiatives. But there's also, I mean, if you heard of the call with Lou Engel, where there's gathering over the last 20 years, there's been these stadium gatherings, tens of thousands of people gathering for fasting and prayer. The Global Day of Prayer also launched around 1999-2000, which, which has hosted the largest worldwide United Prayer Day um, in history where they at, at one point they had someone in every nation that was praying um, all at the same time on the global day of prayer. And so it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so here's a little quote. The recent trend of massive gatherings for worship, fasting, and prayer occurring in stadiums across the earth is surely one of the most visible evidences of this movement, but just as important is the marked increase of small meetings at local churches. Within the larger contours of the international prayer movement is the phenomenon of houses of prayer. Without any united effort or centralized organization whatsoever, Christians all across the earth are gathering with a common longing to establish night and day prayer in their cities and regions. It must be emphasized that this has never happened before. (laughs) History does provide some wonderful examples of night and day prayer, but nothing even remotely comparable to the scale of the present movement. We stare into the horizon and can faintly see a day when unceasing worship and prayer may be normative. Whereas in the past it may have been possible to dismiss it as nothing more than a historical oddity of fanaticism, today is a movement that must be reckoned with. If we're looking correctly, this vision of perpetual incense rising from cities of the earth should raise monumental questions. So I hope that it does. I hope that you go, what it, why, God, why are you doing this? That's a great question to ask, by the way. God, why are you doing this? And why am I alive right now? Why are you doing it? Is another great question to ask. Why, have I, why am I alive when you're doing this specifically? And what part do I have to play in it? So uh, this has never happened before. One of the things that we're seeing, the reason God's doing this, one of the reasons, number one is because he loves us. <laughs> and he's jealous for our hearts. And he wants his people to be with him. And he loves it when we spend time with him. So he's calling his people to himself. Is, is a big part of it. The other thing is he loves the people that don't know him yet. And so he's, he's bringing a wave of prayer that's going to, to birth the greatest missions movement and the greatest harvest on the earth in human history, where there's going to be a billion people that come into the kingdom. And, uh, and so we're, we're beginning to see the ripples of that. So that's why I say, like I said at the beginning, when I'm sitting by myself or sitting in a room with a handful of people and I'm praying... I, I'm not just in a room with a few people praying. I'm joining in this wave of intercession that's rising in the earth, that's birthing a historic move of God. It's like, so, I mean, it's, 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 I have to connect the dots because otherwise I'll give up and I'll go, well, this is not feeling it today. You know, <laughs> you know that's real. So sometimes I'll just kind of like joke with Shepherd when I'm leaving the house. And I'm like, I'm going to go you know, birth historic revival, or I'll say something silly like that, just kind of real dramatic, like what I'm really doing is like driving down the road for a little prayer meeting, you know, 
but that's it's true though at the same time you know so uh so man missions is exploding 90 million people have come to jesus through every home for christ um I don't have Reinhard Bonnke's numbers on here, but it's, it's also millions and millions. They're, they say that like 10,000 people are coming to Jesus in China and India every day. Um, so, yeah, uh, call to all. This is a movement started in 2009 to try to um, go after the unreached people groups. And so 566 unreached people groups in the last 10 years have been reached with the gospel, that pe- the groups that, that um, had never heard Jesus at all. Um, so anyway, um, it's, it's fueling missions. It's exploding all over the earth. Uh, so a couple, couple Bible verses, because this is a ministry school, right? So got to have Bible stuff. Matthew 21, 13, Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer. Right? So Jesus has one house. He could have said a lot of things there. I, I think about that sometimes. There's so a lot of things he could have used to describe his church, his house. He said, my house will be a house of prayer that the church would be marked by our interaction with God, you know, and our communion, our communication with Him, that that would be something that marks us, would be prayer. Malachi 1.11, this is probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. From the rising of the sun even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering. So incense in the Bible is connected to prayer. So Revelation 5.8, talks about the bowls of incense that are collected in heaven. David said, let my prayer arise to you as incense, the lifting of my hands as a sacrifice. So incense is prayer. It says in every place, incense will be offered. There's a biblical promise that the earth is going to be filled with incense, filled with prayer, and a pure offering, which is worship. So the, the, the earth is going to be filled with worship and prayer. You can count on it. The prayer movement, God's doing it, and it's going to keep going until Malachi 1.11. So Luke 18, 7, this is <clears throat> the day and night prayer piece. Shall God not avenge his own elect? Some, say, some verses say, shall God bring justice to his elect who cry out day and night to him, though he, though he bears long with them. Isaiah 62, this is another, another verse on day and night prayer. I've set watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem, they shall never hold their peace. Day or night, you who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest. So God is setting watchmen, which are intercessors, praying people, prophetic intercessors, prophetic praying people. So God's saying, I am setting them. So God's the one that's doing it, and they shall not hold their peace day or night. So we have, there's these promises. It's not just, oh, it's a church, it's not a church trend. You know what I mean? It's not, we have a lot of church trends where it's like, Oh, well, now we're going to do church like this, and now we're going to do small groups, and now we're going to do home church, and now we're going to do whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of church trends, but the prayer movement's not a church trend. It's God uh, fulfilling His promises, these biblical promises of what He said He would do. And like I said, He's calling us back to Himself, and He's birthing a harvest in the nations. 